What's up, gamers? We are back. It is season three, episode one. Episode 27. 45. 55. Wow. 69. It's like we're on the process right of podcasts. <laughs> one dollar, Bob. <laughs> a dollar and a penny. You bastard. <laughs> one dollar and Welcome three back. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so Horton Brothers Grimm is our back, baby. You thought we were dead and gone? Well, we know that's your wish on the shooting star, but still, we're back. Wow. Sorry. Your nightmares are back. <laughs> but we're here for some more video game discussion, and I'm excited. Scott, Zach, th- welcome back. I know you guys got to be excited. Yeah, what's up? That's that's me. That is him, and that's them. Rock and roll. <laughs> so we're bringing you a fresh new season, um, and we are glad to be back. Today we're going to be talking about three games as usual, past, present, and future. Our past game is a little game called Quartet. came out in 1986 in the arcade. Back in Scott, you'll be discussing that one. Oh, it's made by Activision? What the? Too bad they don't do good games now. I mean, what? (laughs) They figured it out how to get your... They still know how to get your quarters just in a different way. Oh, yeah. That's right. Modern Warfare. (laughs) Which I'm currently playing, which is still a great game. Yeah. Oh, they make great games, but they just use them uh, as casinos now. (laughs) Yep. That's Um, the truth. So, <laughs> and our future, our, our, our present day game is Vader Immortal on the Oculus Rift. I will be discussing that one. And by the way, it's a fantastic VR game. And our future game is the one called Those Who Remain. And Zachary will be bringing that to us today. Make sure you're one of those who remain. Make sure you remain. <laughs> Calm. Yes. Um, so, and also, uh, we'll have two segments today for in between our other segments. We'll have the soundtrack spotlight making a comeback with Scott, and then I'll also have a little commercial talking about a little book I wrote called "The Sorcerer's Cabin: Love Sacrifice." Uh, love to you. Go check it out on Amazon. All right, because so guys, I guess uh, I mean we're here. Are you Are we ready? able to talk today? <laughs> no. I'm not. You've been you you've been eating peanut butter, son. Your tongue sticking to the roof of your mouth. I don't know. I'm just not loose lipped today. I don't know what's going on. I have to I have to start working more on the weekends. He's out of practice talking to people. <laughs> He's usually talking to a screen. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. We'll get it together. We'll, have to, we'll, have to we'll get it together. Talking to the screen thing. It's only been about five months since we recorded one of these. Are you only uh, like playing Switch games now? Uh, well, yeah, I co- sort of, kind of. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. But I'm probably going to mix back in some other stuff. Right. VR and uh, Dark Souls, things like that. Oh, of course, we're talking about my channel, Bang Bang. Potato! It's, uh, taters. It's taters. Come on, check me out on YouTube, guys. And by the way, links for all this stuff down in the description of this podcast. So, guys, if you're ready, we can go ahead and get started. Scott, you are up with Quartet, my friend. All right, so you guys remember Quartet. It was a game, it was an arcade game uh, that we found at the game room there in Mantachi where we used to live. Yes, we did. uh, It was a four-player arcade game. 
uh, one of the first ones like that that I had seen. It was made back in 86, April of 1986, by Sega and Probe Software. Now, it was published by Sega, of course, for the arcade, and Activision took care of the publishing for uh, PC and uh, other platforms that it was released on later on. Um, it was... There's a couple of platforms that got released for that I don't recognize. I mean, Arcade, of course, Sega Master System, Amstrad, CPC, never heard of that, the Commodore, and uh, ZX Spectrum. Uh, ZX those Spectrum, are, I've heard of this before. But yeah, I, I mean, that, that sounds that familiar, but the other ones I didn't... I mean, I know what a Commodore is, of course. It's a, it's a personal computer, but... Amstrad CPC. I don't know what that is. There's also a character on the movie Maverick. <laughs> nice. That's true. That is true. <laughs> it looks like the ZX Spectrum was released in the UK in 1982. So ah, that's probably okay. why we didn't see it. Gotcha. Yeah, we we didn't make it to the UK when we were two years old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I well, don't know that one. I've ever made it to the UK, but, you know, hey, <clears throat> so... One day, one day. I'm not one of these days, maybe. Not going. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> okay, so anyway, like I was saying, the game is an arcade four-player cabinet. It allows the four. It allows each of the players to pick their own character and play on screen all at the same time. This is a co-op game. Yes. It's one of the one of the first cabinets I had seen. Like I said, to allow four players at one time. The four player characters were Joe, who was yellow; Mary, who was red. Lee was blue, and Edgar was green. The basic plot of the game was players had to, you know, battle robots and other things on the screen and get through a space station that was being taken over by some alien bad guy, right? So, an Edgar suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, an, an Edgar suit, yeah. Give him some sugar water. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, at the end of each level, there was one little one robot guy flying around, right? You had to kill him to get a key to be able to open the door to go to the next level. It was a side-scroller platformer. Mm -hmm, yes. Uh, <clears throat> they also gave you power-ups throughout the, the screen as you were going across. You could pick up weapon upgrades or uh, jet packs so you could fly. Um, you know, it was just, it was really, really neat stuff on the screen, you know, going on for, especially for an arcade game, of, you know, back in the day. Um. They run, you could run, jump, dodge, platform, of course. And then if you can you, dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's right. Um, later on, in that same year, they released a two-player adaptation for this game. And it was in, the title of it was Quartet 2, but it wasn't a sequel. It was the same game. It was just modified, so only two joysticks were in the cabinet. And you could pick... Which player, the, each each of the people, you know, player one, player two could pitch, pick which character they wanted, you know, no, of, of all of the four. Um, and it only allowed two people on the screen at the same time. It was only a two-player simultaneous. Uh, as far as changes to the gameplay when they came out with that part, there were no changes. They didn't change the game at all. Uh, it reminds me a lot of you remember you know like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the arcade version. They, at first you they came out with the four player cabinet and then they changed it and adapted it and made it a two player cabinet. You guys remember that? For some weird ass reason, yes. Nobody knows why they made it a two player game. It was dumb. Yeah, it was it was weird. The same thing with Quartet. Quartet was more fun when there was four people playing. At the I same mean, it time. literally I mean, means four. 
So I'm exactly. not sure yeah. why they would make it a two-player game. Yeah, it was weird. Well, you I know, mean, I see the watching the gameplay reminds me also of like just like off road. Yeah, yeah similar setup, similarly. Yeah, similar setup. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Just random. It was just. Oh, <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, like I said, I mean, later on they actually did have what was a sequel, but I don't remember exactly what the name of it was because I couldn't find it. I did see. They talked about there was an, uh, there was a sequel that came out later. It was like a few years after this, but it wasn't um, it wasn't a four player cabinet, and it really was only a sequel, like in name. I think I don't I didn't find a whole lot of information about that. You probably got scrapped. <laughs> you never know. Or did you yeah, actually sure. play it? Yeah. No, I never did. I never played a, a sequel to this game. Yeah, it's, I never it's actually... quite possible it got scrapped because. There are some games that are supposed to come out and then they never uh, surface. So right, right. I just I remember every time I went to the game room in Mantachi, while this machine was in the in the area in the building, I would go to that game first. That was the first one I played. Every time I went to the game room, yeah. And you know that one and Galaga were the two get my two games of choice. Unless I was shoot, you know, playing pool or something, and then I would play pool. But quartet or Galaga, and then there was another one called Yar Kung Fu. You remember that one? Oh yeah, I played the crap out of that one too. Do y'all that was remember one of my favorite playing ones. Commander Keen or any of that shit on like the Apple computers mm-hmm. at all? Commander Keen, yeah, I remember Commander. Well, Keen. That's another thing that uh, Quartet reminds me of as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. And Duke Nukem, the old Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem was a side scroller. Oh yeah, they're actually making a new Commander Keen. Oh, are they? Really? I think is it going to yep. be Bethesda? Really? I hope they don't fuck it mm-hmm. up. <laughs> right? They probably will. <laughs> Let's cross our fingers, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they probably already fucked up. I mean, you can't stop it now. <laughs> Maybe they won't make it an online, online MMO, right? Oh my god! <laughs> nah, it's going to be a free to play mobile game. Oh, is it? Oh, I will okay. definitely right. have it. Yeah. I will definitely have it if it's free to play. Well, Long as it's free to play, they can't really screw it yeah, up. Too you can't bad, fuck right? up free unless you start putting in <laughs> microtransactions. So, I mean, <laughs> right? They'll find a way. Um, the game itself wasn't completely really just super hard, unless you got like two, you got four people on the screen, and then I think it adjusted the difficulty based on the number of players on screen. Well, for it to get hard, somebody just needs to turn it on. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, that's right. okay so it was um like i said it wasn't difficult but if you weren't careful playing the game you could die real quick because there was there was crap everywhere on the screen i mean little fireballs fucking laser beams i mean all kinds of shit flying around robots and whatever but um the soundtrack to this game i i remember it was it was really Really fast, really driving, upbeat. It was pretty cool. Um, it was fun. It was addictive. And honestly, I can't tell you how many quarters I popped into that machine as far as you know the time that I spent playing it. I played the hell out of it. I enjoyed I mean, it as well. Yeah. Oh, I remember the 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 part that sticks out to me is how you had to get the key and then you had to go right back through the to yeah the you stage, had to go all the way to back get back yeah. to the door. Yeah, I would get pissed off because I would die somehow. <laughs> right, and lose the damn key. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get hit, you drop everything. Yeah, yeah, you drop it all. 
That's right. It wasn't one of these games. It has no mercy. Yeah, so, I mean, prob- how many levels did it have? Did you find out? Did you see when you were looking? I uh, think it had, let's see. Um, I think it was just a continuous game. It might have had eight or ten levels. I don't. Well, we got to Google this. That's what we're now doing. Now let's let's find it because that was a part of the information that I didn't find. It's a Google off. Uh, I missed that part. Six levels. Just only six, only six levels. Wow. But I, I guarantee you there. No, I was kidding. Shit. There's thirty-two. Oh damn. Thirty-two. There's thirty-two levels in the arcade game. Nice. Okay. And there's three, two or three areas with different background tiles. Okay. Very nice. Per level or something. Yeah. Um, I did find that. Uh, I mean, if you if if you can find this game somewhere in some arcade, some obscure place, good luck. Put a quarter, play it. Put some quarters in it and and play it. Uh, honestly, this is you know for the listeners. If you guys can find this machine. Put a quarter or two in it and play it. It's it's a fun game. But now I will tell you this. If you really want to play it, you can buy the arcade conversion kit for about $200 on eBay. Are we getting paid for this plug? Well, no, but well, then sh- I'm just saying. <laughs> you can find it for about 200 bucks on eBay if you want to spend that kind of money to play this game. If I had an extra $200 laying around and an empty arcade cabinet, I'd buy it. Oh, so like it doesn't... What? It's a it's a conversion kit. You can buy it and put it in the cabinet. Why not? Well, I mean, you could get Chris to make you one. That's true. Yeah, we could do it. I think it's probably on my. He probably has it. My Raspberry Pi thing. I'm gonna look at that after we get done. See. I wonder if you can find one of these. Actually, the original. <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't. Itself. I didn't search that. Didn't search that far, but. I did find that the conversion kit was on eBay. Probably expensive. If you did find the original, I would guess. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably a, a couple thousand at least. Does Dad still have that uh, Galaga machine? Don't remember. I don't think so. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's not in his basement. If he still has it, it's probably in the hangar or something. Um, did he keep the hangar? Yeah, he kept that part. From the slab back towards the creek back there. He kept that. Yeah, you can get Quartet 2. There's a lot of Quartet 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, um, the two-player version, yeah. You can buy the board for $150 on eBay, well, plus $50 shipping. Yeah. For Quartet 1, the original Quartet. Oh, really? For the four-player board? Mm-hmm. Sweet. But it's from Argentina. <laughs> oh, It's <wow>. socialist. <laughs> we don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Venezuela, but I don't know. Who knows? They're all socials. <laughs> They're all something. They all socialize. What are you talking They're all about? Begging. I mean, what? They all socialize. Um. So yeah, Quartet. It was a fun game, man. I really, really liked it a lot. I remember we played it together. I know I played it on my own. Um. It was just one of the fun game. It's just a weird name for a game. I guess not for the 80s, it's not weird, but nowadays we call it Quartet. We would think it was probably like a singing game or something. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. So, off recording, I got a story for you guys. (laughs) And if you guys want to hear it, I'm sorry. I probably will not put this out public, but it's a good story. (laughs) Just keep that in mind. It's hilarious. Okay. You're going to love it. So, we'll have to. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's that's all I got for quartet. I mean, other than just my impressions of the game, it was fantastic. I loved it. Fantastic. So it, was a, it was a fun game to play. You know, it was a good. Yeah, time I'll squeeze. Waster. I'll squeeze a little link down in the uh, description of the podcast for the gameplay footage. If you guys want to go watch that, it'll be there. Uh, I recommend it because it really is a pretty cool game, and it looks really good looking game for what it is yeah i mean the graphics is from what i remember the graphics on that game were i mean just really they were really good yeah they weren't too bad actually like i was saying you could could tell what the characters you could tell who the characters were when you were playing them just i mean besides the color of them they the character models were really good really well done yeah definitely was um that's one thing that jumped out at me about this game even whenever you brought it up i had forgot about it and whenever I put it in, it just brought back these memories. I was like, oh, my God, that game was sick. And yeah. it just looks awesome. You're looking at the characters, you're like, man, that's really well designed. The key looks cool when your character's got these little, uh, it looks like the Affinity Gauntlet key or something, you know. Mm-hmm. It's got all yeah. these jewels on it and stuff. Um, and the, the gameplay is really fun. It's, it's challenging, but it's not too challenging. It's not super, like frustrating but it it's one of those games that you just have to keep trying and keep going keep putting up quarters in yep. stick your money in stick I mean, it was, oh you need ten dollars worth of quarters thank you it was definitely designed to take your money that's for sure but it was also designed to be a fun experience i mean it was a good game yeah anything it. that's a good challenge you don't uh, beat it immediately i'd say it was usually worth it except for um swamp thing that was trash that, that game was trash <laughs> Hashtag Swamp Thing is trash. <laughs> You're com- right. We're coming for you, Swamp Thing. Yeah, careful now; they might think you was talking about the TV show that came out not long ago. Oh yeah, that's probably trash too. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it was on the uh, app, wasn't it? The uh, DC app. Let me tell you uh, something. First, about I the think DC it was. App. Didn't they? Didn't they put it on the CW at the beginning, and then it ended up I on Disney, DC Universe app or something? possible i mean it's very possible it was on cw cw is like a the village bicycle everybody gets a turn i'm, I'm very uh pissed off about dc uh keeping harley quinn off of like hulu and netflix so kind of pissed off well i mean it's, well, they, a, it's a dc warner brothers movie it's going to go to their own street well, no, i'm talking about the shows the episodes they need to keep the um Oh, the, right. Um, Birds of Prey movie, they need to keep that off every platform. It's really not Was it good. not good? It's very bad. No. So you you, you go, went to see it? You just go see Margot Robbie. Is that about it? <laughs> I will say, I, I seen it. I'll say I that. I won't it. tell you. I, so it wasn't any I good. I won't say any other verbs. I got you. I got you. <laughs> it's not good. I don't watch movies uh-huh. in the theater anymore unless somebody gives me a free ticket, okay? I'm not paying $10 uh-huh. to see a movie. Just saying. I can, I right. can rent oh, it for man. three I, bucks or two. When it, and on Blu-ray, so I get better picture, better sound. Yeah, I'm just saying. Now, if you want to, y'all, Birds of Prey is a origin film, so that tells you something right there. Already. Origin film? They they went back and tried to do Harley Quinn's. Origin. She wasn't crazy until she met the Joker. What do you mean origin? She they, was the in the original lore. She was a psychologist working at the prison. That's what I'm saying. She right. did, she talked to him and like. He, and then he made her nuts. Yeah. yeah. Harleen Quinlan yeah. was her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, they go through that with uh, her origin. Oh my god! But they also have to 
show the origins of the other three ladies no. that are it's... actually the birds of prey. Oh my god. Huntress. So go, Huntress. The detective girl, I don't even know what they call the her. The other chicks they knew were worth talking about. And then the canary. The canary, oh the, my god. The, was, was she black canary or just canary? Canary. Black canary, maybe. I don't know. Just canary. I just say called her canary a lot. Yeah. Black canary. Did she have the, the canary cry? Was she. Yeah. She did oh, the nice. thing. That's the from Sonic Blast. That's from Arrow. Well, actually, it's oh. from DC Comics. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying it was. They had her in Arrow, the Green Arrow story. Yes. But they tried to make this movie a. I'll just say this. They tried to make it a comedy. No. And it doesn't work. No, because it's it about villains. Work. You can't make a movie about villains at a comedy. What the hell? Well, well, Birds of Prey are actually good guys. What? How? Yeah, the Birds they, of Prey is good guys. That was the Birds of Prey against... was, was Harley, Oracle, Huntress, and Black Canary. Those were the Birds of Prey in the co- in the comics. They were good guys. Yeah, but so they right, they made one of the craziest Harley, people. <laughs> a Harley's hero. not actually permanent though. She's not a permanent member. Oh yeah, right. you, she's you can she's tell. In and out. I mean, she's psychotic. Yeah. Um, You'll just have to watch it if you want to find out. Although I don't yeah, recommend. Yeah, probably won't. Uh, I'll watch it when it really comes out to DVD. Such a garbage. If it's movie. not on DVD yet, I don't know. Yeah, if it, just go look for, look in your local waste bin. You'll, oh lord. <laughs> um, and that's our I, movie. That's our movie recommendation for well, this. Well, actually, episode. I'll give you a movie recommendation since we're on video <laughs> game podcast. Go watch Sonic the Hedgehog. That's amazing. I might. I don't know. I'll probably wait for it to come out on DVD as well. It's very good. It's very good. It's you, funny. You mean it's after funny. all the after all the controversy over the first trailer, it actually ended up being a good movie? You can't make Sonic good. fat. J- James Marsden <laughs> and Sonic, the guy that played Sonic Ben something, he was the guy on Parks and Rec that played uh, Who did James John Marsden play? Some guy. James Marsden was the, the, the his buddy. Because Jim buddy. Carrey was Eggman, right? Right. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Uh, I was going to say, or Dr. Jim Marsden, James Marsden and the guy that plays Sonic, Ben, whatever. Like I said, John Raphael and Parks and Rec. Okay. They are awesome together. Like, they're, they they are great. They should probably but do then more you got Jim stuff. Carrey. Then they got Jim Carrey. He's crazy. I mean, what? He is hilarious. Oh, he does it. a pretty good job. Doesn't over overact this time? It's, he overacts, but that's who he is. Well, yeah, I know. But he's... Just talk to Robotnik. Yes, yeah, I mean he does a great job He's with like the character. Very psychotic as well. It's funny. It's 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 just a funny movie. It's, it's, think Jim Carrey. Yeah. And Ace Ventura in his prime when he was Ace Ventura. Really, actually He's did brought, that good of a job. He, that good. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. I gotta I gotta look at this. I remember that's, the first that's, time we watched. That's a pretty Ace glowing Ventura. recommendation. We were at a lock-in for Woodman of the World, uh, <laughs> and I fell asleep. Because I had no idea what the fucking movie was. Yeah. <laughs> Only one of the best comedies ever made. And then I watched it again later. I was like, man, ain't that movie we watched a long time ago I fell asleep? And I watched it again. I was like, oh my God, how did I fall asleep with this? But I was... Then you quoted it forever. Yes, yes I did. <laughs> Still do. Sometimes. Depends. Uh, well, every once in a while, you hit on a... Well, every once in a while, you gotta get a... All right, Jesus. Gotta hit that every once in a while. My favorite quote is when they're <laughs> at the uh, rich guy's house. He starts talking yeah. about the the pate. <laughs> How's everyone no, feeling tonight? <laughs> <laughs> One can have a very lucrative law career over nothing else. Can I say part two of that is very underrated as well? 
Yeah. Eh, part two, uh, Nature Calls. I just, mm, it was okay. Do not Go back pass. and watch Go. it again. I have. I've watched Go it like watch it 30 again. times. I still like the movie. I just don't think it was, I mean, yeah, when he comes out of the rhino, that's hilarious. Uh, when the fat guy punches dude and says, sorry for the wait or the delay. Um, I like those parts, but I mean, the when he was at the Aborigine camp was the most fun uh, in the whole movie. <laughs> I so. was unaware that the what you twos were biters. Were biters. <laughs> it's in the bone. It's in the bone. It's like when the uh, the Night King threw the spear into his leg. Ah, 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 ah. Well, now you know. I seen that somebody did that. Scott, did you share that on Facebook? I think maybe. May have. Well, anyway, like they, somebody did. They like, combined the. Uh, Game of Thrones, Night King throwing the spear at the dragon. Jeez. With the, uh, with the Ace Ventura thing. Nice. <laughs> I have to look that up. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. I'll have to look at that. I'll have to find I that. I think I shared it, maybe, though. But, dude, it's hilarious. The Night King launches that spear, and the next thing you know, it shows, it shows it flying through there, and everybody's watching it. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's Ace Ventura going, Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> It's great. But anyway, Sonic Hedgehog, excellent film. Highly re- Anybody who's a video game fan or and Sonic fan got to watch it. It's good. And a lot of cool references in it, and uh, there will be a part two, by the way. And that'll be your first uh-huh. commercial break that we just zoomed right through. Commercial? But yeah, we're going to do a commercial break. This will be the... Well, it's not really a commercial. It's a segment. It's called Soundtrack Spotlight. Scott's going to do it. Scott uh, doesn't know what it's going to be about yet. But hey, who knows what it is? Yeah, it, it's just a random it game. Maybe one of the, it, it may be one of the games we talk about. Maybe Ace Ventura. Maybe just a, a a random thing that happens all at once. Yeah. <laughs> you should just do the spotlight on Ace Ventura. It's fine. We're mixing it up. Uh, Scott can bring us anything. It does. Who knows what's going to be? If about. it was spoken about in the podcast, it has the ability to be in the spotlight. <laughs> I'm just saying. Even- if it even crossed Scott's mind during the podcast, he might put it in. <laughs> that <laughs> <Anyway>. is correct. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, all right, guys. Well, we'll hope you enjoy segment one. Segment two coming after Soundtrack Spotlight. We're going to be talking about Vader Immortal on Oculus Rift. See you after the segment. Hey there, listeners. Scott here with Horton Brothers Grimm, bringing you another edition of the Soundtrack Spotlight. This edition of the Soundtrack Spotlight is brought to you by our website, HortonBrothersGrimm.com. If you go to HortonBrothersGrimm.com, you can find almost anything you want to know about us online at HortonBrothersGrimm.com. Now, on to the spotlight. The retro game for this episode is Quartet, a four-player cabinet arcade game released back in April of 1986. It was one of the first of its kind to allow four players simultaneously on the screen. I found this game to be fantastic when I was a kid, man. I really enjoyed playing it, and the music was just as awesome as the game was itself. The first track I want to talk about is called Quartet Theme. It is track number two on the soundtrack if you were to go find it and download it. But this music is what was playing as the screen showed the previews to the game. You know how you used to watch the arcade games, how they would show the the game preview where you could watch where you're, you know, the level design and all that stuff just to see if you were interested in playing it, right? So this music was what brought you in and, and, and brought your attention to the game. So give it a listen and see what you think. 
Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that track. I hope it grabbed your attention like it used to grab ours when we would go into the arcade because that is what actually brought us to this machine. The music was just fantastic. Okay, so the second track I want to talk about is called FM Funk, and it was just one that played during, you know, whatever level you were playing on. I can't remember exactly which level it was for, but it was pretty cool. I enjoyed the music. This track starts out, it's got a heavy funk beat, you know, how the old bass guitar funk music would start out. It's all synthesized, of course, because this was the 80s, and this was an arcade game, and there were not, there wasn't really a way to put real instruments in the, in the track, so you could hear it. So it all sounds like it's electronically synthesized so anyway give this track a listen it's called fm funk Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that funky beat. It was fantastic for me back in the day. I really enjoyed it. So the last track I want to talk about for this game is called Sky, and it was just another random track that played while you were on whatever level it was attached to. So the music itself is upbeat, it's peppy, it's uh, you know the gets that heavy '80s synthesizer type music to it, like the rest of them have. But it's it's a lot of fun, and I know you're gonna love it. So give this a listen. Okay, peeps, I hope you enjoyed this track. I hope you enjoyed this soundtrack spotlight. Come back again and listen to another one. This soundtrack spotlight has been brought to you by our website, HortonBrothersGrimm.com. You can find almost anything you want to know about us at HortonBrothersGrimm.com. Now, let's get you back to the episode. Okay, gamers, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the soundtrack spotlight. I know it was music to my ears. So good, Scott. Great job, man. Sweet. And don't worry about that French fry on the floor. Just sweep it the fuck up and throw it in the trash. <laughs> I was going to eat that. Why don't you throw it away? I don't know. All I want is my ice cream. <laughs> Just give me my ice cream. Good <laughs> Dang. <laughs> All right, so my game is the present day game. And you two have not experienced this game because you're not cool enough to have an Oculus Rift. What I happened? think I did experience it back in the day when it was called uh, Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, this is better. <laughs> this game is called Vader Immortal. And it's on the Oculus Rift and the Oculus Quest. If you have the Quest, it's the home console version of the Oculus. Um, they've released this game in three episodes. And it was 45, 50 minutes per episode. Damn, that's not bad. And it was, no, it's not bad for, with the VR experience, you want it to be kind of short. Yeah, otherwise you're going to be like, where the hell am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can really, take it from me, two hours straight of VR and it is it is rough on you. Speaking of VR, you need to watch a show called Altered Carbon. 
wonderful oh, show. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. I've seen season one. Yeah, there's a season two now. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And, okay. yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I haven't else. finished it yet. I'm not going to say anything. I haven't else. finished it I'm yet. I'm not going to say anything. I'm else. only on episode four. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you're behind. There's only like 12 episodes. Yeah. I'm only on episode four. There was only so. six in the first season. Right. Don't worry, guys. We're not giving you any spoilers here. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> dies. I'm just saying. That's a joke. It's a joke. This is true of the world. I mean, eventually everybody dies. <laughs> We're going to get very in depth today. Um, so, this game was the first Star Wars game specifically designed for VR. Nice. Uh, it came from LucasArts. It actually, this game is so awesome. It received an Emmy nomination. What? For, really? An Emmy nomination? Yeah, an Emmy nomination for, for a video game. Sure did. Wicked. The uh, category was Outstanding Innovation in Interactive Media. Damn. Neat. Very so, good. I, I will say this, is, uh, after having played all three episodes, is well-deserved. It's really, really cool experience. Uh, the first episode of this game came out uh, on May 21st, 2019. Um, and each episode cost $9.99. Hmm. So, all total, $30 game. That's not too bad. $30 game for about three hours worth of gameplay total. Right. In an interactive Star Wars uh, situation, which is done very well. It's, it's, it controls are spot on. The, the, the graphics and the animations are beautiful. Uh, the, interacting I, with the environment is really smooth and easy. Yeah. I, I see by, by looking at your notes that it was created by Industrial Light and Magic. Correct. That is why it was nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> exactly. Because when Industrial Light and Magic does something, they do it yeah, right. They don't mess around. They don't mess around. Now, this game is an example. This is one of those games that if somebody comes to me, uh, to my house and says, oh, I want to try VR. I'm like, here, play this. Nice. It has become that game for me. I'm like, here, try this game. Let's show you what VR is supposed to be. Let's yeah. show you what, what it's capable of. That's when you want to take. That's when you want to take that Game Boy VR shit and say, "Okay, here's what they gave us to begin with." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you hand them the Oculus and you say, "And this is what it's supposed to be." <laughs> Here, allow me to let you try my home LASIK machine. <laughs> Here you go, and now you can play the Oculus Rift. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm. So yeah, this game uh, it was written by a fellow named David S. Goyer, who I'm not mm. super familiar with him, but looking him he's, up, he actually... He's famous, man. Yeah, he wrote... Uh, he acted as one of the writers for the Dark Knight trilogy, so that's pretty good. Yeah, so he does one, He does a lot of writing for TV shows and stuff, too. Yeah, he's a pretty popular dude from what I've uh, found. I, I, from What stood out to me was the Dark Knight trilogy, one of my favorite sets of mm-hmm. movies. So mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And, of course, you can tell that it's written professionally, this game. It's it's really well done. Um, the idea for this game came up when deciding how to best expand the Star Wars universe. Uh, Vader Immortal takes place between Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, and Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Oh, nice. So this is right after Vader got his... Right after Vader lost his arms and legs and got his body all burned up and was put into the suit right after that. Yes. Okay, all right. And... They tie. Oh my God! There's, mm, there's a cool plot point, uh, in this game, that I don't I don't think I should share because it's kind of a spoiler. Don't do it. 
but the plot point involving Vader using a mercenary to find an artifact to bridge the gap between life and death was derived in part from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. Which would add layers to Vader's character. So what happens in this game, you play a mercenary who just got done with a mission and you got your droid and you're, you're fixing to fly off. You go into hyperspace and you're flying, trying to go to your next little mission. Uh, and next thing you know, uh, we get your ship gets pulled out of hyperspace, hmm. right? And you look up and you see a, a death destroyer come, uh, coming above you. And uh, it's massive. Did I call that thing right? The Death Destroyer? No, Star Destroyer is the ship. Star death, Destroyer. Death Star yeah. was the space station. Yeah, Star Destroyer. Sorry. It's a Star Destroyer. It's ma- like you look up and you're in a VR, remember, so everything looks real. Nice. You look up and it's big Star Destroyers above you and they, they come into your radio. All right, we're going to take you down to this planet, uh, Mustafar. Yeah. And uh, you, you can't do anything about it. And the droid's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. They suck you out of the hyperspace and literally drag you down to this planet. And the, the droid is voiced by uh, Maya Rudolph. Nice. That's so cool. you already got a professional actor and a comedic actress doing the role. Of course, she's awesome. And if you haven't so that's where seen you start off. The Good Place, you should watch that too. She is uh, plays one of the the, the judge on there. It's pretty yes, good. Yes, she does. Yeah. I like that show. Yeah, that show was awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's where you begin. You get sucked down. They take you down to the planet Mustafar, where Darth Vader has set up a station of sorts, and he's looking for something. <coughs> They're combing through well, the desert. The- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know the planet Mustafar was the was the planet where he was made into Darth Vader. That was where him and Obi Wan had their big showdown, and Obi Wan kicked his ass into the That's lava, <laughs> fucker. That, that is very correct. So get what's burnt. cool is like you open the game, they take you down, and of course then they when you get they pull you in and they take you off the ship and you kind of they knock you out, right? Damn. Oh wow, and very nice. And you wake up, you're in this little prison cell, your droid's over in one of the cells, and you're sitting there, and the guy's like, Lord Vader's coming in here, and if you don't pass this test, you're going to die. Shit. <laughs> and he's like looking straight up but at you, and he goes, the next thing you hear is uh, the door going, Choo-sh! and he's like, all right, here you go. And he walks out, and then it's got this fog stuff, and it walks in Darth Vader. Where does the fog come from? It's like know. I just farted. I'm coming in. <laughs> I guess it's a very foggy place. <laughs> well, it's cool because you're sitting there in VR. I'm standing up, right? Ready to go. Got my controllers and stuff. I'm feeling good. And here's Darth Vader face to face with me. I'm looking up at him. Mm. It's And the VR just looks all realistic. So you're looking at uh, Darth Vader. So like back to the future. Like, he hands you this little... Yeah. Yeah, he hands you this box. And he goes, here do this box like open this up and it's kind of like the hellraiser cube nice nice I'm like no i don't want to see pinhead sorry Kill <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it's like no darth vader he goes don't worry i'll slice his face off don't worry um <laughs> uh, so you can see the box you open it up and he goes this and he turns to the other guy who's like a general or whatever he goes he is the one prepare him and bring him down to my headquarters or whatever so the guy like, all right, I'll take care of Darth Vader. Don't worry, nothing will go wrong. 
And Darth Vader leaves, and then the guy isn't paying attention. We knock him out, and then, <laughs> I mean, and then we get to we get to <laughs> <laughs> it's like Austin Powers. <laughs> Why is there only one inept guard? I don't know. <laughs> so we get the the droid out, and then there's another prisoner in there who happens to know something. <laughs> he happens to know something. He's from the planet. He tells us a little information, and that's where the game really kicks off. Is when you start going through the tutorial, you learn how to use uh, the uh, not the lightsaber, but this key that you find that you have to use to open doors and stuff. And this is episode one, so that's what happens. In episode Jar Jar Binks is there. No, oh. Oh, I thought I would have been fine with that. He said, like "Think Jar-Jar. we're going to die." <laughs> he said, "Don't think we go to. We should go to Darth Vader," but. So the episode one ends with you fighting alongside Darth Vader. Wow! And he and you have a lightsaber. Nice. Oh, that's cool. And you're fighting. It teaches. Eventually, you get a lightsaber and it teaches you how to use the lightsaber. And you're going to this temple, and Darth Vader comes in to save the day, basically. And then you're fighting alongside him, fighting these big robots with lightsabers. It's awesome. So anyway, you get that. That's where episode one ends. Episode two begins. With Darth Vader teaching you some force powers. Oh, shit. Because your character has the ability to use the force. That's one thing you learn about him. Um, so, Darth Vader is your trainer. He's, and he takes you through these little uh, rooms and teaches you how to use the force to manipulate things and move stuff around. And it works so good and you end up being with the Rift controllers. <laughs> he teaches... He teaches you some new lightsaber skills and how to use the force. Like, so these robots that come at you, you usually can stick out your hand and squeeze the button and then twist it and you can grab them and pull them to you. Yeah, nice. And nice. Then you just slice them up with your lightsaber or something. That's what I do. Oh, it's so satisfying. So satisfying. If you ever want to use force powers, this is about as close as you can get to do it, <laughs> I'm telling you. Unless you really got them somehow. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, working on them. So this and this also this this game is considered canon by the way. Canon. Yeah, it's actually part of the Star Wars story. Oh. It's legit canon. Um, yeah, Lucas so, Arts, Lucasfilm considers it canon. Yeah. So talking about canon in the Star Wars universe, they deleted and got rid of every every fan every book every novel every comic book until you know right, you know that came out between the end of the the last of the original Star Wars movies up to the point where Disney took over LucasArts or whatever. Why? And they got rid of it. It's no longer... that Those stories are no longer considered canon. Anything that came out after Disney took over, any of the books, any of those things, is now considered canon. So Correct. all the stuff like Timothy Zahn and all those other people wrote, the really cool shit that, we used to, that I used to read and get from the school library and whatever is gone now that doesn't exist Somebody in the Star Wars up. universe. Yeah, it's it's I mean the books still are still there. You can still buy them, but they're no longer considered actually part of the story. So anything that continued the adventures of Skywalker or Solo or Princess Leia and all those people because they concluded the Skywalker and Solo. Well, no, this is when Disney took over. And immediately when Disney oh. took over and said, okay, we own this now, all that other stuff doesn't exist. It didn't happen in the Star Wars universe. It was a fantasy. It never existed. Somebody's an idiot. Well, 
Well, I mean, I mean they just—they were trying to protect their pro. They're trying to protect their product, is what they were doing. Well, yeah, their thirteen-dollar ice well, cream. Mm-hmm. Well, they want people to keep buying. Like then they were like, "Well, this book come out from Disney. Now you can read this, and this is exact. This is how things are happening." Right. It was a smart business plan, really. Well, I mean, it was smart, but it, it made a lot of fans angry. It made a lot of people mad who had been, like, since the 80s reading these books that had been produced or whatever. And, I mean, some really good stories, really good stuff came out from all these different authors, you know. And it, it it's, a, it's a shame that you can't consider it um, as part and of the original Star Wars. When these authors wrote these books, though, did they not get permission from LucasArts? They had licensing from LucasArts, yes. They had all oh, that. I mean, God. it was... But after Disney took over and bought it from George Lucas, then they said, "Oh, you know what? All that other stuff, just forget it. Forget it ever happened. It it's not part of our story." Somebody's getting sued. Well, no, uh, well, no. What what I bet will happen too is that they'll go back and say, "Well, we're going to add this back to canon because we want to use this as a movie." <laughs> you mm-hmm, never know. Yep, they yep. they still could do that too. Yeah, technically Disney owns that shit too. Yeah, they actually do. ISP. You know. Yeah, so that could all happen. I mean, I guarantee you they're just trying to make a buck. There's no mm. poor Disney. They got to make every buck they can. Oh, yeah. They're struggling. <laughs> what a lousy um, way to save a buck. <laughs> so episode two of Vader Immortal ends with uh, Darth Vader not being so nice to you anymore. Oh, <laughs> Let's wow. just say that. So then you go into episode three, and this is where you complete the journey. It's the final episode, and you have found an ancient lightsaber, and and you have now you can use the Force, but Darth Vader seemingly has the upper hand, so you're trying to find your way back to him to stop him from his evil plan, hmm. and uh, you also get to control a huge army, which is kind of cool. Uh, which I don't. I'm being very vague because I don't want to spoil it for you people. But uh, it's pretty cool. At the end, you have to fight Darth Vader yes. on top of this mountain with this big lightning rod spear stuff going into the sky. Darth Vader's trying to execute his plan of something really, really cool. By the way, in my opinion, and <laughs> I think it's super awesome what he's trying to do for himself. But he's also hurting a lot of people by doing it, of course. And uh, so you get to fight Darth Vader at the end, and that's. Darth Vader Immortal. It's really, really cool. The soundtrack to this game is amazing. The visuals are amazing. Amazing. Uh, and I'm glad I waited to buy these all at once. Because episode two and three came out periodically. The last episode just came out a few months ago. Oh, yeah. It wasn't long, maybe two months ago. So they did it in the same kind of uh, same method that they did like those Batman Telltale games. Mm-hmm. Exactly like that, and it left it uh, cliffhangers and oh, all wow. that stuff. So I'm like, thank God I waited <laughs> to get these. <laughs> I don't know. No but doubt. When when is season two of Mandalorian coming out? Uh, I think it's September or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sometime later this year. It's gonna be great. Oh, it was awesome. Mandalorian is awesome. Yeah, that was some of the best some of the best Star Wars storytelling that had been done in. A long time since since Lucas did the original Return of the Jedi, in my opinion. Right. I agree. I agree. I think it's it's got Star Wars interesting again. It's made it interesting again mm-hmm. because you actually got a person that has a plan and a story and sticks with it. 
Yeah. Um, of this last trilogy, J.J. Abrams should have just been over the whole thing. What the hell were they thinking? Yep, I agree. Well, but I they, didn't. I'm not one of the people that hates episode eight or anything, but they just really didn't flow. Well, with the last the Jedi, two. they kind of they kind of made the last Jedi more of a uh, a bunch of whiners. Well, the last uh, Jedi was uh, Luke Skywalker. I'm just saying. They made it more. They made it literally where the last they one. had no choice but in the third one to basically forget it existed. Yeah, right. And write a few things in that made it kind of like correct some of the things. Like Luke Skywalker, when he threw the lightsaber, he was like, huh, this thing's crap, you know, whatever. And then in, then in the new one, he said something like, oh, you shouldn't treat your stuff like that. I was wrong. It's <laughs> 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 like, uh, of course they had to say that because it made him look retarded. Yeah. When he did that in Last Jedi, because it didn't make any sense. Like, Luke Skywalker, despite having been disgruntled with things or being disappointed by things, would not have treated his lightsaber in such a way. Mm-mm. No, because that lightsaber, the one that he threw over the over the edge of the cliff, was Anakin's before he became Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. It was the one he got from uh, Ben Kenobi in, on Tatooine before he ever started his journey. He would not have treated it in such a manner. It was just ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I, otherwise, I still liked it. But Vader Immortal, it is canon, so go play it. It's got an awesome plot point that I'm not going to reveal. I can tell you guys during the break, but uh, I won't tell it on the podcast. It's really cool. Check it out. You can buy these games for $9.99 a piece on Oculus Rift Store. It is only on the Oculus Rift. You cannot get it for the HTC Vive or anything like that. Hmm. It's an exclusive. But that's all I have for it, guys. Do you have anything to add to the discussion? I don't. No, I just, it, it sounds like it was a really cool game. I'm, sounds interesting. I'm, I wish I'm I could interested in finding an Oculus Rift to play it on. I want the Quest well, if I'm getting one. You honestly didn't come to my house. Oh, that's a long drive. Just play a video game. Just saying. <laughs> Be worth it. Ah. Yeah. We can play more than one game. Obviously, we can play more games. We can yeah. play games here. <laughs> but yeah, but y'all can leave ch- children up there with parents with the other parents. How's that <laughs> gonna happen? <laughs> oh, well. I, I see me okay. and Scott getting away from here together without wives and children. Never. I never see that happen. I'll become Darth Vader first. <laughs> Well, I'll go all Narcos Mexico on you and just kidnap you and make people think that you've been kidnapped. Oh, okay, but that's illegal, so. Correct. So, can't tell anybody. Oh, wait. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit late for that, isn't it, lady? Good job. (laughs) Good job. But, yeah, check this game out if you can, guys. Awesome. Cool. All right, well, we'll move into our final segment, which is the future topic. Before then, you're going to hear a little commercial about my book, The Sorcerer's Cabin. Love, Sacrifice is a short story, but I think you will enjoy it. So go check it out on Amazon. It is a good book. .com. This, I've read it. Thank you. Zach has read it. Scott has read it. And yep. They're my brothers, and they would tell me to hate it. Yep, that's true. It was, it, 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 so. it, was, it was a great story, man. I liked it. So just listen to this little commercial. It'll give you a little I more I better get part two for free. And, uh, <laughs> In paperback. We shall see. Matt's <laughs> Well, enjoy the the whole commercial. We'll see you for a future topic, Those Who Remain.
The authorities are baffled as a string of disappearances at Rose Lake campgrounds remain unsolved. A media storm of terror erupts, creating panic and fear in the area. Despite the cloud of danger covering Rose Lake, an adventurous, naive couple embark on a camping trip that changes their lives forever. The Sorcerer's Cabin Love Sacrifice is a short story by me, Christopher D. Horton. It is my very first published work, and it is on Amazon.com. You can get it on Kindle or paperback, whichever one you prefer. The links are down in the description of this podcast. And if you like fantasy adventure tales, this book is for you. So please consider supporting me by going and getting your copy today. And also, once you read your copy, please leave a review on Amazon and let me know what you think about my first short story. Okay, thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to take you back to the podcast where we're talking about video games. I hope you're having a good time. And thank you so much for listening. All right, gamers, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that little commercial, and I hope you will go consider. We'll consider going to Amazon.com. I swear I write better than us talk. I swear. <laughs> we hope. Um, backwards, <laughs> motherfucker. I mean, shit. <laughs> go to Amazon.com, search for the Sorcerer's Cabin, and it will pull up. And I, and I think you'll enjoy it. It's on Kindle and paperback. <laughs> I swear. I swear it reads better I than should have got. I can't find my Kindle, man. I was going to download it for free. I was going to like, fuck, man, I'm going to get this for free. And I can't find my Kindle, so. But I got the paperback, oh, yeah, so it's whatever. And I, I appreciate used, y'all leaving I, reviews on that, too. Hey, no, I used my Kindle app and downloaded it that way. Hey, on my phone. hey won't you shut the hell up? <laughs> I want my Kindle Paperwhite, where I can go the fuck outside and read it. And if you do go, if you do get the book, please uh, read it. Leave a review on Amazon.com. It helps me out a lot. I don't know if y'all knew that a or lot. not, but a Kindle Paperwhite, you can read it outside. Nice. You can't read yeah, your phone yeah. screen outside because those are super trash. <laughs> doesn't matter what model phone you have. doesn't matter what company made it. Your phone screen will reflect the sun and you will be blinded. Mm. Just saying. Yep. But anyway. So you you actually finally got my review? Did it fi- it finally posted? Yeah, it finally posted. Okay, I've got 20 total reviews between both books right now, so that's pretty good. Both books? Oh, you're talking about the downloaded paperback and uh, combined 13 for the Kindle and 7 for the paperback. Oh, nice. Overall average right now is a 5. Well, 4.8. I did get one review that was a 3 star, but I think they they were trying to... (laughs) It was from my old band director. He said that uh, he felt like some points uh, let a middle schooler take over the writing. Are you talking about Harrison? Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. Tell him to fuck off. Well, you don't have to say his name. <laughs> fuck off, Harrison. <laughs> I'm glad to cut that out. <laughs> but uh, just call him out, man. I don't damn. care. I I don't it's, care. I'm the type of person you don't put on fucking speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, my former band director. Uh, it's okay. He graded. I think he read it like a teacher instead of reading it as somebody who was just trying to enjoy a story. So he sounds like a douchebag. If you read stuff like that, you're going to find problems with any writing. I promise you. Um, not nothing is perfect from any writer ever. So that's okay. As long as the writer enjoys it, fuck everybody else. I'm just. Saying. I think the story is great. I'm just so. Saying. 
But he did like the story, and he wants to read the next one. It's just no, that he... you cut him off. You say he cannot have anything. <laughs> but it's fine. It's not a big So deal. is that like the only You're three cut... you got? Yeah, everything else is fine. Yeah, what a what a jerk bag. It's okay. Raise down your average. I, I... Anyways. It's not a big deal. It still gives me credit for having a five-star average. Um, yeah, that's just good. Because there's, yeah. There's only that one person that... It tries to make the apples bad. It's fine. And it's a good story. I think you'll enjoy it. It's a fantasy adventure, mystery, magical stuff in it. I mean, it's got all kinds of good stuff in it. <laughs> I'm sticking to it's a fantasy mystery type of book. Well, I mean, not really mystery, but it's everything definitely is fantasy. It entails magic. I mean, come on. That's the epitome of fantasy. Yeah, it's definitely fantasy. 100%. Unless fantasy. somebody knows how to get real magic, I'm down with that. Just let me know. Hit me up, Genova Destro. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for some real magic too. So, anyway, let's talk about video games. One we yes, got here. Back is, to the uh, video game. It's going to be very short for you guys, so not too much information here, but we'll give you what I got. All right. So, those who remain is a future game. So here goes Zach. It's all you, baby. Those who remain. I will tell you this: when I was first, uh, you know, reading the list of games that were coming out in the this year. Just this year alone. This game was actually supposed to come out last year. <laughs> I have no idea why it didn't. <laughs> I can't find it. didn't have it. a release date of December 31st, did it? It did not, you fucktard. But anyway, <laughs> this game didn't come out last year, even though, like, when I read, um, I read, I read a bunch of websites that have gotten to play the demo and different things like that. IGN was one of them. On there, uh, in their, um, what they wrote... It said it was supposed to be released in 2019. And it even ended, like their article ended, oh, this game is set to release in, I think it was April 2019 or something. And I can't find mm. any literature on why it's now releasing May 15th, 2020. Can't find a thing. Mm. But I don't care. As long as they're working in a game and making it better and making it great, I'm down with it. Uh, this game is uh, developed and published by Campbell 101. Um, I don't know a lot about Campbell 101. I know it's uh, uh, was founded by two brothers, and that's that's all I know about those guys because I, I don't talk Maybe to them. They like to smoke camel cigarettes. Hey, camels were great. I don't smoke anymore, but that's ones I like. Turkish Jade was my pick, um, and also Marlboro back in the day too. But that's okay too. Turkish. Uh, I like the Turkish gold. Yeah. But yeah. I don't smoke anymore either. So. So this game is supposed to release on not only Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Windows, and Xbox One, but also on Macintosh. Wow. Yes, I said Macintosh. How long has it been since you played a game that was released on Macintosh? Besides, like, World of Warcraft and Guild Wars 2. Let me know. I didn't think they put <laughs> games on Mac anymore. They do. Uh, and you have... the, the um, They just re-released... Well, they didn't re-release, but they, they got a new model of Mac Pro out uh, that you can spend upwards of $50,000 on, by the way. And Good that's God. Like, yeah, it's like four graphics cards, the biggest Xeon 24-core processor you could find. Uh, it looks it's it's just like it's designed exactly like their old Mac Pros were with the handles on the top, 
Uh, these were great machines back in the day. I mean, you could use these things for pretty much any damn thing you wanted to do, as long as whatever was you, whatever it was you were doing uh, was programmable yeah, into know, the you, system. You you could type up a document. You could surf the web. Use it to smash tables. The biggest thing was photography, videos, tons of stuff like that. the The monitor that you can get with it costs like six grand. Um, and, Dang. and then the stand for the monitor is five grand, but anyway, I digress. Let's get back to the game. Key features of those who remain are going to be staying in the light. You will die if you're not in the light. I mean, literally you will freaking die. Dang. Um, mysterious entities roam through the dark and they kill everyone who gets too close. It just, you're going <laughs> to die if you don't get in the light. Um, you can let's say there's some portable uh, portals uh, connecting other dimensions in the game. Um, it's where one action affects the other world. I mean, it's that kind of stuff's going to be happening. Um, it, it for some reason this game is going to address sensitive subjects like bullying and infidelity and suicide. So mental illness, I guess. I don't know if you're a bully, you got a mental illness. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that factors in there, but, you know, it's whatever. Infidelity, you know, I guess, yeah, whatever. Who cares about that, too? Um, let's see. Different endings, of course, depend on your actions, which is pretty cool. Um, let's see. The main person in the game is focused around Edward Turner, and he is the victim of circumstance, as Curly would put it. Uh, he's just <laughs> in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh <laughs> the, 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 he goes to Dormont, wherever the hell that is. Uh, in a, Washington. Yeah, it's a, it's a city. And it's not really haunted. It's just, well, technically it is haunted, but it's not haunted. Uh, it's just dark everywhere. And there's shit in the dark that can kill you. It's creature mm -hmm. field. Yeah, creature field. It's, and you got puzzles in there. Um there's a very few power sources in the air, of course, since the dark has taken over and knocked out a bunch of shit. Um, reading about what the uh, founding members of Camel 101 actually said about the game, um, it's not a game with a huge number of jump scares. It's just more focused on tension, um, like hmm. throughout the game. So you always have something watching you, and, and that's what it focuses on. Basically, you, you have an entire you have a panic attack during the whole game. Oh great! I'm gonna sign up. For and that. and the French fry scares you, and uh, you don't you don't bring out the. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a blast. job at Sonic. Oh, you're gonna get a job at Sonic and, and drop the fry and forget about the ice cream. Got it. I, I didn't mention by the way the ice cream was a little melted when I got it, which pissed me off a little. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> bad things are happening at the Sonic. That's another story <laughs> for a different day. <laughs> so there's of course there's. Um, I don't know much else to say about this game except for check out the trailer uh, that's out. I haven't gotten to play a demo, uh, but if Camel 101 wants to send me a demo, or even the whole game when it comes out, I I'm down. I'll play it for you. I will, I'll show people what this game is because uh, it looks pretty cool, and I really want to play it. When I was watching some of the gameplay, me personally, I don't want to watch a bunch of the gameplay, so I just watched a little bit of how it was, you know, how you move around and different stuff like that. It's going to be uh, dark, foggy, um, first person. 
Uh, think of, I don't know, Silent Hill kind of shit going on would be what I would describe it as. And I think there's other people that describe it as that as well. Yeah. So, just weird. It's just a it's just a weird atmosphere game. You know, it's just supposed to, to drive you nuts while you're playing. There's going to be mm. some humanoid figures. They're going to have glowing eyes. They're just going to be looking at you. Like, literally, you're like, why are you staring at me type deal? <laughs> um, but you can't walk over and just stab them, you know? I wish you could. It'd be great, right? Right. So, I mean, that would be nice to do in real life. Whoa, no. What? <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> but that's pretty much all the information I have on the game. I don't know if you guys reviewed anything other than what I sent you. No, I just looked at um, what you, I read through what you have. Um, sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's uh, going to be out uh, May the 15th this year, as, as so it says. Um, it's not December 31st, so that's a good <laughs> thing. Um, on that note, though, Doom comes out in 12 days, boys. Oh, are they finally going to release it? Yeah. Yes, they are. That's good. And I've got it paid for. And you pre-ordered it. I did pre-order it. Uh, but later <laughs> later on, because that, that original pre-order, I uh, I returned and got something else. Yeah, you you kind of got shafted on that deal. You just you? shut the hell up. <laughs> just saying. Now, I've seen, uh, talking about Doom Eternal, though, I have seen some of the, the previews and, and, and the game tra- gameplay demos. That I'm down. That game looks like it's going to be badass. Dude. It is. Super Shotgun's going to have a freaking uh, grappling hook in it. So I'm down with that. Any any day of the week with a grappling hook and then blowing a cacko demon's eyeball out. So, all right. Oh, by the way, I have a video that I still haven't released, but it is the end boss to Doom, and it's the mastermind, uh, the big brain thing on the the uh, mechanical legs from like the original. Oh, Doom. nice. Yeah, uh, a little bit harder in this game than it was in the original Doom, since you could just use the BFG in the original game. Um, mm-hmm. This game, you have to use all the weapons. You have to damage it a lot, and then you get resupply with ammo once it takes enough damage. But anyway, well, yeah, those who remain. It looks pretty cool. Some, it looks very like like a mental mind fuck type of situation. It's definitely what it is. Um, so it looks pretty neat. That's definitely a game I would play. It'd be, uh, be something I'd hoped it would be on VR. That would, because, I, I think. I don't know if they mentioned VR or not, but um, I can look that up with a question mark. Um, talking about, so. I don't talking about Doom though. There's a uh, there's a movie. There's a movie that they put on Netflix recently. It's called Doom Annihilation. Oh really? Yeah, that's um, um, who was in that. Nobody, nobody, well known. And nobody big. Yeah, it was a. Yeah, there was. I there were was no big name actors in it. Of the original one uh, that had the rock in it. Mm, this didn't strike me as a remake. Oh, was it, it was a little different. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was might have been telling the so, sort of the same story, but they changed it up a little bit. I can tell you that it got two stars on uh, <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> and uh, right. yeah, I watched it the other night. It wasn't horribly bad. I mean, it was okay. It was Looks a decent like they were, flick. It's a, about one of the Martian moons. Yes. I'll probably watch it. You said it's on Netflix. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll watch it tonight. The moon, the name of the moon was Phobos, I think. Yeah. 
Dune was great. The game, anyway. I don't know about the show. <laughs> and they're supposed to be in the like futuristic place. Why the hell are they using 55-gallon drums? Makes no sense. Sorry. Tangent. Well, you know, 55-gallon drums are timeless, bro. I guess so. I'm putting in a request on Keymailer for those who remain right now. Oh, what? Yeah, it's on Keymailer. Uh, time to get on Keymailer, boys. For Steam. It's on Steam version. They are the ones cool. that gave me that other horror game, so let me see if I can get that, too. Heck yeah. Big worth a shot. Alright, so uh, that's the segment there is wrapped up. Uh, Scott, you have anything else to talk about on that? Uh, no, it uh, it sounds interesting. It might be worth a look later on when it comes out. Yeah. And Zach, anything for you? Well, um, I hope to get back to streaming and recording probably tonight or tomorrow. It's probably going to be tomorrow. Um, I'm going to do my best to release that video of the end of Doom since Doom's coming out in 12 days. Um, when Doom comes out, I will be streaming um, on Genova Destro on Twitch. Uh, my YouTube channel will get a video of it, um, but I will not be streaming on YouTube probably ever again. Just videos. Just recorded content. So you're back to Genova Destro. I'm back to Genova right? Destro. You can still call me Reaping Souls if you like, but <laughs> that's what I do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You just go with what Destro's you, what's more working. natural to me anyway. Yeah, I think that that's a good choice. I do like bad Both guys and in, in stuff, so you know. And Scott, what about you? What about your social medias? Um Do you do anything at all or are you alive anymore? I don't think he does. I, I haven't. I haven't. Not in <laughs> this a while, guy. Man. Uh, this I mean, guy. I still got the I still got the YouTube channel. It's uh, you know games of, the games of death on uh, YouTube, um, and Death Dealer Three on Twitch. But I haven't done any streaming or recording or anything in a while. So, a while. I, I, I every once in a while I'm on live stream with uh, with uh, Zach. Yes, yeah, he does show yeah. up in mine sometimes. Yes, and you can catch that on so. Twitch. And what you should do is make sure you host me on your channel at least, and you can show people the host. Or you can make, uh, I don't know, you could be watching and do clips, do highlights for me. That'd be great. True. That's true. And then I give you permission to publish those highlights on your channel. There you go. You have content. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Content. Figured it out. All right. Well, of course, I'm still over, over there at Bang Bang. Potato! Potato. I stream. Um, Right now, I've been streaming about three times a week. Kind of reduced the time I was streaming. I noticed that. I was like, uh, like I try to get on a watching, and you have been not on. Well, I've but I've been doing Monday through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday right now. Okay. I added Thursday back this last week. The reason being, I just wanted to take some time to myself, watch some movies, and just relax a little bit more. I don't blame than you. I have been because you work so fifty hours a week, and yeah. then do that too is. Exactly. Draining. So, yeah, it is. it's got to wear on you some. I would, I, I don't blame you about the. But I love, the, I love the live streams. I love doing them, and uh, they're great. So, still doing those. Um, I've got, of course, I've got my book, The Sorcerer's Cabin: Love Sacrifice, on Amazon, on Kindle, and paperback. 
I would love for you to go check that out. And of course, you can hit me up on Instagram. My Instagram has changed to Christopher D. Horton Author. So if you try to find me on Instagram, it's now Christopher D. Horton Author. And that's where I promote my book mostly is. I wasn't using it for anything else really anyway. So nice. I promote my book mostly on there now. And it's actually a big help over there. True. Um, book Bookstagram is a thing. Bookstagram, <laughs> yes. Also, that game I was trying to, to uh, give you notice about that is a horror game. It's called Rise of Insanity. And I got it for the Nintendo Switch. Nice. That sounds awesome. And yeah, Interesting. I got to play that soon because... Yeah, I, w- I would love to get those who remain for free as well. Um, and it came from Keymailer, so I better get a- better get on making that video. Yeah, right. I might want to do that. Might want to do that. <laughs> All right, well, guys, that's our show today. Well, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, season three is officially kicked off, so we'll have another episode for you in a couple weeks. And we hope you enjoyed. Please let us know uh, what you think. You can come. Uh, just send us any messages on our social media, and go to our website, HortonBrothersGrim dot com. And it'll take you. It'll show you all of our podcast episodes that we have done so far. And I'll have two more episodes released that we didn't get out yet. That'll be coming soon too. The two, the two episodes that finished season two will be coming out very soon. All at once. All at once. We did. Yeah, we live streamed those. So <laughs> I just all I got is pull the audio and just do a small bit of editing. Won't take long. We'll get those out to you guys. And uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Thanks for coming back and. Hanging out with us. We'll talk to you next time. This is part of the show where we say goodbye. Good night. Mm, Laters. Bye, y'all. Peace.